Welcome to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. Each week we talk about heart rate variability and how it can be used to improve your overall health and wellness. Please consider the information in this podcast for your informational use and not medical advice. Please see your medical provider to apply any of the strategies outlined in this episode. Heart Rate Variability Podcast is a production of Optimal LLC and Optimal HRV. Check us out at OptimalHRV.com. Please enjoy the show. Welcome, friends, to the Heart Rate Variability Podcast. I am here with a great guest today that I am excited to dive in to his latest book and uh, uh, his four steps, which I think is really going to resonate uh, with our audience here. So I got Greg Damon, uh, fellow Hoosier. Uh, I love that about your bio. So uh, uh, Huntington, I believe. I, I spent time in Muncie and I was born in South Bend in West Lafayette. So you know, as far as I know, you're out west here now. Very short distances as far as uh, what what we deal with out here in the west. So um, always great to have another Hoosier. I, I don't know; it's a stereotype, but it's good to see uh, that basketball. We seem to remember how to play that this oh, year with Purdue and IU right. having pretty good teams. So uh, for one, I'm enjoying this, but I'm really um, excited to talk about your book, your work, um, the framework. Uh, uh, that I really enjoyed reading in your book. So, um, but I, I want to start out a little bit just with your story. Uh, I, I think how you came uh, to be this, and, and I was joking with you a little bit ahead of time, is mm-hmm. uh, the cover of your book is beautiful, and you're on it with your shirt off, which uh, uh, my joke is that that would uh, not be a positive sales. I'm pretty <laughs> proud of my fitness level, but I'm not at that level. So, uh, but uh, it doesn't sound like you always uh, had that physique uh, and you've really, uh, what, what I appreciate about your book have, have really not only looked at the physical side of health and wellness, uh, but I really appreciate the, the mental health side, the relational side. And in HRV, we talk about social, cognitive, uh, uh, mental, medical health, and, and your book really, I think, captures it does capture all four of four of those aspects uh, that we know improves heart rate variability. So I, I'm excited to share your story. So how did you become a person who, in their 60s, uh, can can throw your uh, speedo body on a cover of a book <laughs> with pride, my friend? Uh, so, uh, tell, tell your story a little bit to introduce yourself to our audience. Matt, thank you for that, that kind, uh, uh, introduction. Um, and by way of introduction, yes, my, my name is Greg Damien. I, and I'm the author of the book, Abs at 60, the four steps to look and feel younger at any age. Uh, I, I'm a motivational speaker. I like to think of myself as a health and, uh, and fitness influencer and, and I'm a coach. Um, so my story is the second is sort of the second chapter of the book. The first part of the book, I basically say, look, the, I, I put myself out there because I, I like to show people what a 60 year old can do, mm-hmm. but I don't, well, it, and, and it's not necessary to do what I do <laughs> from, from a health and fitness perspective, which we can get into to be healthy and happy. Right. And, and you mentioned the, you know, the mental side of this. My story goes back, you know, and I, and, and yeah, thanks for bringing up uh, Indiana. I was born in Huntington, Indiana, uh, 
my parents moved, my, my mother's from Fort Wayne, but they moved to Buffalo, New York, which is where my, my uh, father's from. It was too and, warm in Northern Indiana for them <laughs> and they had to find someplace with worse weather than we Yeah, had. right. <laughs> my mother was 19 years old when she got married. I mean, those are the days, right? And, yeah. and she, she moved from Fort Wayne to Buffalo and she's, she must've been thinking, oh my gosh. How could I, could I, couldn't I have made a better choice than this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did sort of see the light because when I was in second grade, uh, my family moved down to Huntsville, Alabama. Yep. And you Which know, is was, a huge, another big move, like big, big oh, move. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge move. Uh, I mean, you know, the math is 1969. So, yeah. you know, the men had just landed on the moon. Um, I was eight years old and, my, my folks moved me from Buffalo, New York to Huntsville, Alabama. And I'm going, you know, the people here talk different. <laughs> they don't talk like my parents. They don't talk <laughs> like my friends back home. It was a bit of a, it was a bit of a transition. And I don't think my parents ever, you know, when I wrote about this, my mom read it. She's like, you know, I never really thought about that, you know, the impact on, on the kids when we did that. And, you know, thanks for bringing that up. And, and I never felt, um, I was, I, I didn't embrace the Southern culture. My brother and sister were both younger than me. So they pretty much grew up with it and, and have stayed there their entire lives. And so when I go back, um, yeah, they, they kind of turned down the Southern accent some, <laughs> <laughs> right. But my motivation in, in, you know, I, um, I was the hundred, I mentioned I, I was the 118 pound kid in high school. So I wasn't, you know, I was, and, and a lot of this was just my own beliefs, right? About self-worth and how do I, how do I uh, fit in with, with all of these people? Um, and I didn't get a whole lot of encouragement from my, my folks to, to go do something grand with my life. You know, fortunately for me, um, I, I was really good at math. And I, and I went to, uh, even in, in when I was a senior in high school, I went to the local university and I took calculus. So yes, was I a nerd? Yep, I was a nerd, <laughs> right? Um, didn't necessarily make me very popular, but I had already started down that track with uh, the, that school, Alabama and Huntsville. And so I, I just put my head down and said, I'm, I'm gonna get through, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, my father was an engineer. I decided to study engineering. And that's what I did. And in three and a half years, I got that degree, and uh, and I and I moved down to Florida. Mm -hmm. um, my father had a very curious sort of way of raising his kids, and he wasn't terribly involved. Um, he more or less surrendered that to my my mother. And what his main I, I mean, I hate to kind of say it. He's passed now, and you know, I had a reconciliation with him, which was a beautiful story, but. Um, I was kind of resentful, but I also picked up some of the alcoholism from it, yeah. right? And so when I got down to Florida, I, and, and you know, there's plenty of opportunities to drink in Florida. Everyone knows that, yep. right? I started doing my fair share of drinking, but I had a coworker who encouraged me to go run with him. And I don't know what made me do that, but I did. And I ran three miles with him and he was like, he was like, first of all, most people don't take up the uh, opportunity to go run with me. <laughs> and then when, when they do, they don't usually go run three miles. And so that was kind of pretty cool. And I started running with him. Um, and, and the alcohol started to really compete in a way with my, you know, my, my 
fledgling athletics. Yeah. And it kind of came to a head one day that I was driving home, from, coming home from work after happy hour, having had some, some um, alcohol and weaving in and out of traffic. There's this voice in my head that says, yeah, I don't know what you're doing here, dude. This, this may not be smart. So immediately I slow down to the speed limit, which was 55. And I look over my shoulder and there's a state trooper staring right at me. And if I'd been pulled over, then I'm sure I would have been over the legal limit. It would have been bad. It got my attention. I, I really said, hey, you know what? I don't want to go down this route. I've seen what it did to my dad. And I've got other paths that I can go follow. And, and for about 10 years, uh, I didn't drink. I didn't drink at all. It was kind of just one of those decisions that I made. And just to be clear, maybe I had one or two, but it wasn't like I was um, drinking significant amounts of alcohol. Right. And I got involved in um, running competitively and I was a pretty decent runner, not a great runner, but a pretty decent runner. Um, my friend uh, who uh, got me involved with running had a cyclist. And so I started riding with him and, and I said, well, if I'm doing those two things, I might as well go do some triathlons. Right. So I, I did, I started and, and it became um, very therapeutic for me as well. I, one of the first benefits that I saw from it, Matt was, stress reduction. Mm. I could go out and run or ride and, and, and forget about everything else. I mean, I could really get in that moment and it was really valuable for me almost more so than anything else other than I also liked the way I, I felt, but I also got self-esteem out of the, out of that process as well. Awesome. Right? Well, I was going to, I was going to ask, Hey, you know, it's, it's funny because alcohol is a you know, uh, some of my co-hosts and I who, who do other pot, you know, who come on mm -hmm. from time to time, it's sort of a, a co-host of the show because we, uh, mm -hmm. we you can't, I think HRV, uh, measuring it on a regular basis pretty much ruins alcohol for anybody <laughs> who really cares. Like if you right. care about your score the next day, it's just like such cognitive dissonance to wake up and like, oh, here's the data to, to, yeah. to show you. I did you kind of go and I, I know where we're, I'm stopping you a little bit in the it's middle okay. of the story yeah. and I won't want to continue, but one of the, the four steps, which I loved mm -hmm. is dream big. Right. And I wondered when you, when you look at this transitional period, as your life was transforming, I sort of want to like, how did your beliefs change? How did your thinking change? Like, you know, I, I just like, because it was, it seemed like, you know, as I, I was reading such a big turning point in your life, like, like you had that, that event that you kind of woke up, realized certain things could be better and just kind of how your beliefs, how your thinking was changing as you went to somebody who may have considered health, but maybe on an average level to, to really being a, a world-class performer in many ways. Well, that's, that's kind of, I haven't, well, maybe I did the pull-up attempt. That was pretty cool. We could talk yes. about that. But the belief side of it, in my 20s, the, the sports and, and athletics, and, you know, the other thing I, I should mention is that um, in, in high school, and I, I always sort of looked younger than, than my actual age as well, right? It was just something that <laughs> came that, along that with that. That picture of you at 20, I would have guessed 13, <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. whoa, I'm glad I read the caption on that. Because, uh, yeah, I, I had to say, I was like, wow, he looks young. And you've continued to, to hold that youth. Thank you. <laughs> well, part of, the, part of the 
process for me was, you know, I said to myself, one of these days, because looking looking younger those age those years aren't really that all that beneficial in social situations and work situations. Yeah. Uh, you know, it 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 played it it played against me. I'm I'm sounding a little victim like there, and that's not the message that I want to send. It was the I, here. Let me put it this way: it was the way I was thinking, but that thinking was definitely flawed. Yeah. But what did help me, what was driving me, what you're, I think you're getting at is this idea. And what I said to myself was one day, if I take care of myself, this is going to pay off. My time's going to come. Yeah. Right. And I did. I had that belief. I didn't know how. Um, I didn't know, you know, exactly how this was going to manifest. I, the, the, that picture of me in my 20s, and I put a side by side up on Facebook group. And someone asked me the question, he said, what would that guy in his 20, 21 say if you asked him how he could have, if he knew what was going to happen at 60? Yeah. And, and my answer was, I think that guy would say he wasted a lot of his 20s and 30s. Yeah. Right. I, I really did. And so I, I didn't date a lot. I, I, I talk, I talk, tell the story about how I did get married in my mid 30s. I got divorced. There was again, that voice that came back to me and I don't know why, um, but it just kept telling me that um, you got more growing to do. Mm -hmm. And it, that growth was going to happen outside of this relationship. So, you know, I agonized over this for, for months and months. I mean, in a way, this was the first person I'd had a relationship with and now I'm going to, you know, walk away from her. Um, but I, but I ended up, saying, you know what, I, I think this is, this is the right path for me. Uh, you know, her reaction was, Hey, you want to get divorced? That's fine too. We <laughs> <laughs> were tips, you know, yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit on the ego side, you're probably getting a lot of your stuff a whole heck of a lot easier. So. I, I have to acknowledge that I was, you know, probably sort of selfish in the relationship and, you know, I can understand yeah. her perspective a lot better. But here's, <laughs> here's what, well. yeah. yeah, right. Well, what happened during that divorce process was I'm packing my stuff up. We flipped a coin as to who was going to get the condo, and she did. And, and that was part of it as well. I had to be free, right? Yeah. Because if I ended up staying in that condo, I wouldn't have done the things that I did, like sell all my stuff and move to Hawaii, right? Right. And and so. You know, the universe was really tipping the scale, I think, um, on all of this. But I found pictures of me in my 20s. And the epiphany was, holy cow, <laughs> holy cow, I was, all of that stuff was clearly in my head. I'm not a bad, you know, I wasn't a, um, an unlikable, un, unattractive, unlovable guy, mm -hmm. right? And, and that was a big epiphany for me to realize that this was really all in my head. And, and this was about five, seven years ago. And, and of course, um, changing the, the, the relationship situation opened me up to a whole bunch of new experiences. I took some help, self-improvement classes, um, got out there and, and, uh, and dated and met my, my, my current girlfriend. She introduced me to some really wonderful spirituality, which is actually how I got in, uh, introduced to HRV in the first place. Oh, through spirituality. Through well, the I, heart. Have you ever heard of the Heart Math Institute? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Right. So Greg, we were we were listening to this guy Greg Braden, and yep. he talked about um, you know the the the, the mind heart connection, and that's how I first actually heard about HRV. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, I did I did after the divorce end up um, selling my stuff, going to Hawaii for a few months. It didn't really solve my 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 you know my issues. I I did get to experience sort of pre-retirement, which was a good thing. All of these things really are beneficial, right? Yeah. The universe was really conspiring. And this is a belief. The universe was conspiring for me to get the experiences and um, meet the people that I needed to meet. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I ended up coming back um, to the to the US. And as my 60th birthday was approaching, I, I said, I want to get some you know professional pictures made um, and to be able to... Uh, possibly share right the uh, the work that I've done and and when I did see this one picture that's on the cover of the book I'm like okay if not me who and not now when right if I'm if I'm ever going to share this story I you know now's the time to do it right and and so that's that's how I um, got to the point of saying I want to be able to share what I've done, share my experience to, to help influence people. I mean, my kind of my coaching target audience, men in their fifties is who I think I have the most impact with, but I just love when anyone says, Hey, when I've heard your story, I, I'm, I'm, I'm eating better. I'm exercising more, right. I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I'm lowering my stress, right. I'm paying attention, right. And I'm being intentional about how I live my life. Yeah. Because health in and of itself is, is, I mean, we could put all of our energy into being healthy and not actually live life. And that's not the point either, right? Yeah. I, I would love to ask a question because I know, uh, I believe in Colorado, where, where I'm talking to you, uh, you won a bodybuilding contest, if, if I'm correct, if I'm remembering that. I was, so what I won in, in uh, the, my early 50s was the Bantamweight um, competition. So that in, in bodybuilding shows. So after I did triathlon, I was diagnosed with low bone density, another story. And that's how I actually got, um, started into, well, both testosterone replacement as well as weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And I was in Germany for work. And, and one of my colleagues who was a bodybuilder, he said, Hey, Greg, have you ever thought about, you know, being on stage? And I'm like, I, I wait, I weigh 130 pounds. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're right. I mean, um, and he's like, no, no, no. I mean, you, you've got, you've got a nice physique. And I think, you know, with some work, you could build, you know, put a little muscle on you and, and you, you do great. So I'm like, oh, well, okay. And, and so um, I did, I, I, I started and I got, a, you know, a couple of coaches and trainers and um, at 52 and 53, I think it was, I won the Bantam weight. So it was 143 pounds and below division in the state show in Colorado for two years back to back. I'm still not beyond the idea of going back on stage as a 60 year old competing in that, that weight class. Yeah. I mean, that's still a thought that I have in my mind. There are senior or master levels um, categories, but typically those are not weight um, divided. I, I'm like, hey, bring it on if you, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I was impressed. So I wonder if it, because I what I would also I like about your approach too, and this is uh, again our, our audience, you know, this won't be the first time they've heard me, is like 
utilizing like heart rate variability, I know the metrics that, that we both pay attention to is that measure of overall health. And I think, well, I know at least from my perspective, one of the challenges is a more holistic way to look at health. Because I, I've met everywhere from, you know, growing up as a basketball player, you know, uh, I imagine in what I know about the bodybuilding world, which is bit, not a ton, but mm -hmm. I've watched a few documentaries over the years yeah. that, you know, is that you can be, you can look good, but not be healthy. That, that like, oh, sure. that the health is, I mean, I think sometimes our vision of health, you know, that's what HRV doesn't lie to you. Cause, cause you may look good, but be, you know, not healthy in other ways. And so I wonder, you know, as you have triathlons, uh, bodybuilding, uh, really an exemplar now a coach to to help people. Um, and I, I just see this more. I've had three books in a row on my library list on how how you age in a healthy way. And you can't you can't separate the mental, the psychological from the physical. And at all like that separation of mind and body really has never existed just how we think about it right so i wonder like you know as you look at you know all, all the things in your book is again a, a you know kind of a book at least titled with having a great uh, abs and a, the six pack that you or eight pack or what a 12 pack or whatever <laughs> whatever it is i'm looking at on that cover you know recharge often live well own your health dream sure. big it's not like you're doing not there's not one of your four steps is do planks for 20 minutes every day. Like so so I wonder how you look at this from obviously you've got the physical part manifested um in in a way that you're a role model. How do how do you look at that holistic approach um to live in an aging um the way the way you coach people to do that and be healthy? Thanks for asking. The the, the number one thing that I want to convey is that we don't have to age the way society tells us that we, that we should age. Right. Yeah. I, none of us can do anything about the, the, the number of years that we've been here spinning around the sun. That's, that's just, you know, that time marches on what we do have a lot of control over total control over is what we do with our time Right. And and how much of that time we want to and energy that we want to invest in our future self. Yeah. Right. Uh, you, you, you mentioned the, the dream big uh, step in the book earlier. And, and and I start that step off actually with a chapter on beliefs, because I am a big believer that, that everything in life starts from our beliefs. Yeah. And one of those beliefs start they start when we're children from our parents and uh i, I quote bruce lipton who's, who says you know um well it, he, his quote is if you want to understand how your beliefs have affected you look at your life yeah right absolutely. and 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 the interesting thing is maybe not so you can look at what you are but what are you not right oh that's right? great yeah because what you're not is so much driven by your beliefs is just as much as what you are. Because if I'm not even willing to try, I've, I've lost before I even started. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and it goes back to, and I, and I, I lived it right. I mean, I, like I said, I wasted a lot of my 
in my 20s and 30s by not, not really having confidence in myself and both in social and as well as professional situations. I mean, my, my career is fine, but a lot of people, I mean, I was very fortunate in the sense that I went to Indiana to do an MBA in 1989. Okay. Well, you, and, and my MBA was in information technology. Well, that was a good choice. That was a very good choice. <laughs> <laughs> right now I ended up going to work uh, for a car company it would have been a little different if I'd come out to California and, and, and <laughs> hopped in with uh, Oracle or one of the fledgling tech companies. Right. Um, but nevertheless, it was a good choice. Um, but, you know, the, the whole, the whole point of dream big is, is a couple of things. One is let's not be limited by our, by our limiting beliefs. And there's ways we can identify those and change them. Mm-hmm. And then let's think about how do we want to live our life, right? What is it that we really want to accomplish? Uh, and then, and then finally, what are our goals, our, our health goals that we need or want in order to support what we want it to? Yeah. So those are really the the the, the package of um, ideas. And and I also uh, talk about what do I want to be when when I'm eighty, for example. So it's twenty okay. years from now, right? And I, the, you know, my thinking here has evolved and uh, one of the stretch goals that I have, and I, and I, and I lived in, in Colorado for 20 years before moving yep. out here to Phoenix. And I did it, not, not all of it, I did about 19, I think of the 14 footers um, over nice. the last three or four years after I came back from Hawaii. And I said, why not climb Kilimanjaro, Summit Kilimanjaro, one of the, you know, the, I think it's yeah. the big seven peaks on the planet at 80. And, and as an interim goal, is in the next five-year increments, I need to be climbing, you know, one of these high peaks in Colorado or wherever, it doesn't have to be there, right? Um, every, every five years, right? You know, the, the message here is live your life, don't wait. We don't know. And, you know, in, in Live Well, um, my very first chapter, and it's kind of, and I, and I make this comment because Dream Big is all about what do I want to be and how am I going to do it? But the very first chapter in Live Well is be present and happy. Yeah. Right. So set a destination, but enjoy the process because the process might be the whole point. I love right? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I also want to talk about the recharge often because okay. I, I, in the HRB arena, you know, I think that the thing that heart rate variability has done for athletes and part of my mission is even if you're not, even if you're a corporate athlete or, you know, you, mm-hmm. you just want to bring your best to life, sure. you know, what the, what the athletes have used HRV to really transform sport, uh, probably from when we were both growing up. I'm sure Alabama wasn't that much different than Indiana with sports craziness, just maybe a different shape ball. Uh, (laughs) But you you know that that uh, push yourself, push yourself, push yourself into the brink and then get up as early as possible the next day and do it all over again. And now you look at somebody like LeBron James, who as of this recording is doing, whether you like him or not, doing amazing things. And a very advanced age for a, a basketball player. For I mean, Tom Brady, athlete, right? mm-hmm. Brady just retired, but I don't think we would look necessarily at Brady as a elite athlete. I think it was a late quarterback, but uh, 
Yeah. You know, but I also would throw the ball down immediately if I saw a 350 pound person <laughs> coming at me too. So there's no judgment there, Tom, but, uh, you know, you, you look at that and I think what, what these elite athletes have been trailblazers for us is, and I like to say, thinking about recovery as a verb, like, okay, what well, what am I going to do? And think about recovery as part of my, my performance. And I would love to just kind of get your thoughts. I mean, you, you outlined this in your book around, you know, meditation, prayer, mm-hmm. sleep, but just kind of how you look at that as, you know, uh, continuing to be a, a high level uh, physical uh, role model at your age. How do you look at recovery, especially as you're in your, your 60s, still pushing the envelope because your goals are like, even your 80 goals are like, boy, can I do those? I'm not really sure. I would like to say I could do some of them, but uh, you know, so how do you look at that that uh, recharge recovery uh, piece in, in your own life? Well, I started taking um, sleep much more seriously about three or four years ago. It wasn't one of the first things that I really embraced. And as as you know, I've uh, I've had I've been wearing an aura ring for quite the last year. And one of the features that I didn't really realize I was going to get out of the aura ring was the the HRV um, data. And, and I've, I've been really kind of fascinated by, by this. Well, let's, let's talk about that for just a second. Right. Right. So, um, I was, so when I first got the ring and I I was initially looking at my HRV data and I'm, and I'm 60 and my average HRV overnight was around 60, um, which was, which is pretty decent i think yeah let's let's right? call that good okay yeah. <laughs> fair enough and what i what i even noticed on top of that and so i started doing some what i call structured breathing it's a meditation technique yeah. and i would use the ring and the, the the meditation technique is really simple i would just breathe in hold like that for say a total of about six to eight seconds and then breathe out through my uh, through my my uh, mouth. And again, about six to eight seconds. So, in hold, out hold. My HRV shot through the roof. Yeah, I I could get HRV you know on a fifteen minute average in the eighty or ninety or even a hundred yeah. um, range. So you know the, it was really fascinating to me, right, to yeah. see that that sort of reaction now. More recently, I have, um, for a couple of conditions, taken on a couple of medications, and those medications have whacked my HRV. It's it's just it's it's frustrating and incredible. Um, and 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 I'm and I mentioned this. I had a, a call with my doctor on Monday of this week, and he said, "Why don't we do this? Why don't we take you off of one of those meds?" And let's see what happens for a few weeks, yeah. right? And let's see what the trade-off is here. Um, and and sure enough, as as I've gone off of one of these medications, um, my HRV is trended back up. So I was wow. on this medication. I was like in in the mid thirties, and I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, I'm just like this is, you know, this is aggravating, right? And and so yeah, I've seen a trend up this week in terms of of my HRV recovering back to where I was. I do also pay attention to, and of course the aura is, is pretty strict about, Hey, you know, you're, you're not getting enough recovery time. 
Uh, I've been always really pretty uh, consistent with taking a day a week off um, from, from exercise. And, and I can see, I, and, and sometimes I will, tr- I'm, I'm really pushing hard and, and maybe in my schedule, you know, I've got this German <laughs> calendar and me, this, this, yeah. and, and thanks mom. Um, <laughs> and, and, and it's like, wait a second, I need a day off tomorrow. This yeah. I, I've just been pushing it too hard. I need to listen to, to the, to my body, to the data and just respect that. So I think all of this recharge often is really about, you know, bringing energy back into our systems. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, whether, whether it's prayer meditation, and of course, from a spirituality perspective, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I, I, I'm not dictating a, a, a spiritual path for folks. I'm, I'm encouraging people to consider it. Um, and yeah. I talk a little bit about my process, right, that, that I went through. Uh, in the book. And, and it's been valuable to me just to, to be able to um, have experiences um, and interactions with other people and actually to reconcile some of my grievances with religion. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, so, so a couple of things you said, I, I, I love the example of using heart rate variability I, we, we talk a lot about it on the show and I, I've been, I've shared a lot of my own stories about like, the end of one. So mm-hmm. sure. you, you can look at population norms. They, they give you a reference point. Uh, it means that 60 is pretty good for someone your age. Uh, so you could feel good about that. But, you know, you, you still want to improve it, right? It, right. It's what you're doing. And then seeing that, okay, in, in the study of Greg, Greg adds a new variable to his life, a medication, which does something to heart rate variability, which probably is saying something and mm-hmm. then getting off that under doctor's supervision, everybody right. please hear um, yeah. that, that you can sort of measure. Okay. What, what, what happens when I'm going to maybe stay on one, take one off. What, what do you see improvement there mm-hmm. and really getting that data and feedback. And I, I know as you know, I progress my, my late forties now, like, you know, things change and it's like, okay, you know, what, what does, you know, now that I live, you know, in Colorado and can go hike, you know, do I need to run? Like what, what is jogging versus hiking, you know, basically walking in the mountains? Uh, well, what's that different to test those things out to kind of find through the stages of your life as your body shifts, you know, kind of what keeps you at that at a healthy level. And that's, I love that example of using, you know, I always advocate for HRV to be a new vital sign. And boy, did you like, that's, that's one of the best examples I've ever uh, heard of, of that usage. Yeah, that's, and, you know, I, I had a great triathlon year when I turned 50, 10 years ago. Um, I, I did do some triathlons this last year. Uh, I didn't have the same, same results. I mean, it's just, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to tell you that, I beat my times from when I was 50 and I, and I didn't, I didn't even come close actually. Um, several reasons for that. I didn't train. I I almost didn't train at all in that way. And, but here's an important point. Um, I'm playing the long game now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm intentionally doing things that will contribute to my long-term health 
even if it means a certain short-term trade-off. And, and let me yeah. give you an example. So this last year, when I was training to do triathlons, I didn't stop lifting weights. I want to maintain the bone health. And that was an issue that I had earlier, as yeah. well as my muscle mass. Yeah. I know I could have been a better triathlete had I taken those hours of weight training and put them on the bike or, you know, right. ran swim. But I consciously am not doing that because what difference, I mean, whether I'm a minute or two faster or slower in the, in the race, even if it means I don't end up on a podium, I don't really care about that. Right. I, yeah. I want to be, I want to be functional and I want to be functional in, in my senior years. Why, why? So I can um, hopefully encourage and inspire other people to do, to That's do the same. That's awesome. So I always, I always finish up with authors on, on this question and I'm, okay. I'm really curious about uh, your answer to it because I, I find what I love about writing books is I learn things. I learn things like things that may that like in my talks, my training, those sort of things play a small role all of a sudden become more important. Like there's kind of epiphanies putting ideas, thoughts mm. on the paper. And I just kind of wonder, as you went through the process uh, with this book, it, was there anything that sort of, you, you, any of those epiphanies or any insights, um, you know, as you were thinking deeply about this for, I assume, several months at a time, at least, like anything sort of uh, come at you that, you know, may have not have been there as you uh, start, stared at that first blank page. Well, lots of things happen through the course of writing, for sure. Um, and I, I don't, I haven't talked with too many other authors, so I'm not sure. And, and I know that there's no one right way to do this, right? It's just whatever process you use to put clay on the, on the palette and start molding it. Is it an additive process, a subtractive process? I, I, I do know that a number of my thoughts came through meditation, right? Awesome. Where, where I'd be meditating and the thought would come to me and, and, even the the duller, you know, that that acronym, which I went through the process of trademarking for, for some reason, I guess, <laughs> right, came to me, I think, as a part of a meditative process where I was really considering, how do I want to package it and present this in a way that's uh, easy to understand and, and consumable? Um, that would be one thing. I also know it's a very iterative process, at least for me. We were yeah. talking even before we, we started recording that I'm I'm going through and every time I go through a revision, it's, it gets better. It yeah. does. And, you know, for for me, for a book like this, it doesn't need to be perfect. I'm not I don't, you know, need and we can all quibble over certain um, sorts of puncture and grammar, grammar and that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, Passive so, voice. I learned uh, I have this software that. Grammarly, I'll give them credit because they've talked okay. about it. Like passive voice was my big thing. So, oh, so that, I see. Yeah, yeah. sure, <laughs> sure. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's a different world. We there's it's. I mean, if people have the idea of writing a book, I would encourage them to do it. It's not that yeah. hard these days. Right. I hired the, for the for the cover of my book. I went to Fiverr. Yeah. Uh, and and I gave him the that photo that I wanted to use and the, the idea, you know, the title of the book. And I probably have spent about a hundred dollars yeah. altogether um, working with this gentleman in Pakistan. Right. 
Yeah. And I credit him in, in the yeah. in the acknowledgments of the book. Hey, if you're interested, go reach out to this particular yeah. gentleman on Fiverr.com. Uh, so it's really kind of cool that we're making this so easy to do, yeah. right? And and bringing in people from you know literally all over the world. Uh, well, and it just expands. I mean, I imagine as a coach and a mentor, I mean, it just expands. You can do that now. For people you haven't met, and plus, uh, I would imagine a, an amazing manual to help with, with the people that you do coach uh, too, because it's sure. real, a real step by step of uh, ways, yeah. to, ways to, again organize within these four steps, but but very holistic. Like I said, that's what kind of hitting me is like you know, because sometimes you see you know uh, books like this, and it's like you got to do it my way you know, this is the one way you can do right. and get the results. And I really think that you, you give the reader so much to think about uh, that, that there's definitely different pathways to, to living a long, healthy, fulfilled. Fulfilling. Yeah. I think yeah. I love that word. Thanks for bringing that up. I do. I made um, a point in this book to have exercises at the end of each chapter. Yeah. Right. And at the end of each step, I, suggest that the the reader go back and consider the the different um observations that they made from each of the chapters and to consolidate it down to hey here's the key takeaway for me in dream big here's what i here's here's what i want to accomplish and why um own your health we didn't even really talk about that yeah. right and but there's folks out there that want to help us but ultimately it's up to us right right we own our health um, and who's, who's your medical team, right? And are they the right folks? And do they know what you're trying to accomplish? So, uh, that, um, I actually out on my website, um, people can actually, if they just sign up, they can get a workbook for free. That's got all awesome. of those, those steps. And well, as we um, wrap up, uh, give yeah. them that address. So. Okay. Awesome. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's abs at 60.com. So a B S A T six O.com is, is the uh, the website and uh, sure feel free to um to go out there i am featuring some folks as well people have others you know stories that they would like to share um and and i'm, I'm also got some, the opportunity to uh to work with folks as well through the services um that, that i'm offering so um uh, by all means please please do take a look at that and reach out if you have any questions Spectacular. Well, we got the address out there. We'll put that in the show notes too, as well as a, a link, uh, you know, coming up uh, with uh, where to find the book. Uh, obviously the website, I'm sure we'll have all that too, but but we'll throw that in the show notes uh, that everybody can find it at optimalhrv.com. Greg, uh, really enjoyed the book, really enjoyed our conversation. Uh, good luck uh, with the book. I know it's always an exciting and nervous time when you <laughs> when, when you we are about ready to send it out to the world. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's funny. There's the hey, I can change every word in this point, and then you hit publish, and then it's it's you know at least locked in for a little bit uh, with mm -hmm. that. So uh, congratulations. I think it's a, it's a really like I said, it's abs and so so much more. Uh, uh, with this and a great holistic approach to aging. It got me thinking a lot. I love the activity. So I love to hear that. Matt, yeah. thanks so much for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, and I always like to, to chat with uh, Coloradans.
Awesome. And Hoosiers. We, we got a few Hoosiers, things. That's in, right. <laughs> we got a few things in common. So, uh, hey, maybe we'll have to meet up uh, for, for a non alcoholic beer uh, when you sounds, uh, uh, come awesome. out to Colorado yeah. next time. Let's, so, let's do that. Or awesome. down Arizona. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your time and your work. Appreciate you too.